This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left with a little bit of haiku. I'm Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. We're broadcasting out of Washington, D.C., or as we call it, Piss Town. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. You can subscribe on patreon.com slash district sentinel to catch every newscast Monday through Thursday throughout the week. Also, you get some bonus content and you get your own haiku written for you and read on the air. We got a bunch of them to read coming up at the end of the show. Man, this was the weekend of bad takes. We had discussed uh, last time we talked to you with you all on Friday during the garbage can show how it was the strongest roster of garbage candidates we may have ever had for a garbage can show. Following it up with the weekend of bad takes suggests we're going to have a pretty strong roster of garbage candidates this week, too. I feel like I didn't see... I mean, I saw some of the bad takes. Most all of them related to the... Uh, Portland. Portland. Yeah. The Antifa actions in Portland. There was also Matt Stoller talking about the military. Oh, God, how, yeah. how, like, weapons research is good. Yeah, Intern Nate bodied him pretty hard. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was an all-timer. Yeah, I felt like all my enemies online were melting down this week, and it was... It was good. It was good. I, w- I was on a nice little uh, trip in Richmond, Virginia, playing with some deer in the backyard of my mom's house. So watching people melt down while you're communing with nature. There's a quote, something like uh, an old truism, an old proverb. If you sit quietly by the edge of a river, you will watch the bodies of your enemies float by. <laughs> And I guess that applies for sitting in a meadow filled with deer as well. It does. All right, let's get to it. It's Monday, August 19th, 2019. Here's the news. The Sentinels endorsed candidate Bernie Sanders is campaigning in the early primary state of South Carolina, where he released a sweeping criminal justice reform plan that so far no other candidate in the race can touch. Bernie's proposal coming in at 6,000 words, a detailed plan for that that should even make Warren supporters blush, would tackle a lot of the major inequities in the nation's criminal justice system. It would ban some of the most abusive practices of the state, including cash bail, solitary confinement, and civil asset forfeiture. It stipulates that the U.S. Attorney General must open an investigation every time a cop murders someone. It sets up a prisoner bill of rights, which who knows, may have saved Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Imagining Bernie like bragging about his report on the campaign trail. This would have saved Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> and everyone goes bonkers. <laughs> Bernie also wants to create what he's called a civilian corps of unarmed first responders who would, instead of police, respond to mental health emergencies. Since we've seen that cops are completely unprepared for these scenarios and just end up killing people. Bernie's plan also ends the death penalty, which is carried out disproportionately along racial and economic lines, which does not deter crime, which is cruel and inhumane, and which has pretty clearly resulted in the deaths of innocent people. Bernie would abolish the death penalty. On the issue of drugs, Bernie, as he has previously supported, would move to legalize marijuana as well as legalize safe injection sites. Quote, we must put an end 
to this barbarism, Sanders told a crowd in South Carolina on Sunday while pitching his plan. Sanders' campaign hopes the plan would lead to a decline in the U.S. prison population by nearly half. The U.S. currently leads the world in prisoners, both in real numbers and per capita. Of course, for that to happen, Bernie will need a lot of buy-in from the states, and he's proposed withholding federal assistance until states get on board with this agenda. Polls out of South Carolina show that brain-dead former Vice President Joe Biden still holds a sizable lead in the Palmetto State primary, but it's important to remember people are not yet paying attention. It's early. Polls don't matter. I'm still holding on to my prediction that Joe Biden is a paper tiger. It's hard to quantify, but I, I really feel like polls definitely don't matter until at least after Labor Day. No, yeah, probably later. I mean, probably until we get down to just like five or six candidates. Yeah, maybe Thanksgiving, I think we'll start to see. I think a month out of Iowa is when you start paying attention. <laughs> the comment period starts today on a proposal that would make it harder to prove housing discrimination. The Trump administration is seeking to roll back rules which state that housing discrimination can be proven in court even when you cannot prove intent. The Obama administration had done this through statistical analyses, so-called disparate impact assessments. The idea is determine how much consumers of different races are charged for something like a home loan when controlling for factors like income and credit. Courts have approved of this because who actually admits to being racist these days? I mean, decades ago, you would have people put up signs saying whites only. Nowadays, you have uh, people putting up signs saying no baggy jeans, no uh, hats of, of sports teams, etc. People just don't admit to this stuff anymore. Now, the standard used by the Obama administration will have additional hurdles. That is, if the Trump administration's proposal holds up in court, the Department of Housing and Urban Development's proposal says that charges will have to identify, quote, the particular policy or practice that causes the disparate impact. Now, the agency actually openly brags in its proposal about how this will reduce housing discrimination cases, quote, plaintiffs will likely not meet the standard and HUD will not bring a disparate impact claim. Moreover, the agency maps out possible excuses too, quote, such as local government zoning decision or a developer's decision to construct a new building in one location instead of another. Well, that's uh, one way to get rid of racist housing discrimination, just no longer enforce it. Urban Institute senior fellow Solomon Green told City Lab that this will make discrimination charges, quote, nearly impossible without having gone through a discovery process. Republicans, folks, they love both loud and quiet racism. Election season is kicking into another gear now, and you can tell because the president is lying nonstop about voter fraud. During a campaign rally in New Hampshire at the end of last week, Trump blamed his loss in the state on people voting who shouldn't have been allowed to vote, and, quote, some people voted multiple times. Well, in response today, the chairwoman of the Federal Elections Commission basically said the president was full of shit. Ellen Weintraub wrote a letter to the White House on Monday demanding that they substantiate these claims of voter fraud. So far, no response. You might remember in the opening months of his presidency, Trump did put a lot of effort into trying to substantiate his claims of voter fraud, he set up a commission and put notorious vote suppressor Chris Kobach in charge of it, but it was disbanded in less than a year, and documents later revealed that the body couldn't find a single instance of illegal voting. Since then, however, 
And while Democrats in Congress have been focused on election interference of the Russian variety, there has been a hell of a lot of election fraud taking place, primarily carried out by members of the president's own party. A Brennan Center for Justice report released earlier this month found that since the 2016 election, 17 million voters have had their names dropped from the rolls. A lot of this stems from the 2013 Supreme Court decision to neuter the Voting Rights Act. As a result, right-wing state election officials have a lot more power to slash their voting rolls. And you can take it to the bank that this will have a far more profound impact on the 2020 election than anyone voting twice or anything the Russians could conjure up. Yeah, just ask alleged Georgia governor Brian Kemp. Yeah. Basically fucking stole that one. Trump also tweeted today about a report claiming, quote, Google manipulated from 2.6 million to 16 million votes for Hillary Clinton in 2016. <sighs> That's gibberish. He, the, the president has a brain disease and it's, it, it's in plain view. Google did it. <laughs> Uh, finally, in related news, the president is accusing the business cycle of being a conspiracy. We've noted his tweets alleging the fake news media is trying to cause a recession. This isn't just for show. The idea is occupying his time outside of the public eye, too. According to a New York Times article published yesterday evening, quote, Mr. Trump has repeated the claims in private discussions with aides and allies, insisting that his critics are trying to take away what he sees as his calling card for the reelection. The president has also, quote, been agitated in discussions of the economy and by the news media's reporting of warnings of possible recession, end of quote. Again, the reports about the economy came in response to raw financial data on Treasury bond yields, which have accurately predicted past recessions. If this does happen, though, before the 2020 election and the economy does go into recession, the president is either going to have a stroke or pass an enabling law, obviously praying for the stroke that'll do it for our newscast today as we promised it's time to read some poetry all new subscribers on patreon patreon.com slash district sentinel get their own haiku why don't you get us started Sam? this is for jake god damn a sandwich i really want one right now podcasting instead thank you Jake I feel you this goes out to Emma yes I'm still online yes still think Trump won because of Susan Sarandon thank you Emma this is for Tom please do not be scared I'm not deranged just because I'm summer sweaty boy thank you Tom this one is for Sam. The world needs bad Sams who keep the other bad Sams away from the door. Thank you, Sam. This is for Roy. You can decide which bad Sams we are. <laughs> this is for Roy, interrupting Sam. Batter up, play ball. Strike one, ball two. You are out. My wife has left me. Thank you, Roy. This is for Sean. As Papa Roach said, cut my rye into pieces. It's my lunch today. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. This is for Ken. Oh, noble oak tree, 
What say you about the day? My asshole itches. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. Finally, this is for Patrick. News. The president dropped his phone in the toilet. There's still poop on it. Thank you, Patrick. He's still tweeting on his phone with poop on it. It's amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. Thanks to all the new subscribers. Patreon.com slash District Sentinel. If you recently subscribed, you haven't heard your haiku yet. Keep listening. It'll be coming up on a future show this week. All right. That'll end the podcast for today. Quick programming note. Sam Knight, you are leaving us. I am. I'm uh, going out of town um, and the country. For like almost two weeks. I'll be back after Labor Day. But the content will When polls matter. Polls will matter when I get back. Uh, we'll still have regular, regularly scheduled content. In fact, tomorrow we've already got uh, a show coming out with Portland DSA co-chair Olivia Cappy-Smith, one of the uh, people involved in the Antifa actions in Portland over the weekend. We also sat down with Ken Klippenstein, that interview coming up later this week. We'll have some solo casts with me, some more casts with other special guests. So the content will keep on rolling, make sure you're subscribed at patreon.com slash district sentinel so you do not miss any of it. Sam, enjoy your uh, time away from the country. I will certainly try. In the meantime, I will be here in DC so you don't have to be. Thinking about pinning a tweet for my re entry saying something like Customs and Border Patrol sucks ass. <laughs> Good luck with that.